the heightening, a place for those who are answering the call of God to fulfill God's purpose in their lives. We are women who are being elevated to a level of intentionality and empowerment to lead the life we were created to live. Please welcome our host, Yolanda Caldwell. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Reverend Deborah M. Sanders. We are excited to continue this conversation, and we are excited to have you with us. If this is the first episode you're listening to, I truly encourage you to press pause, go to episode one, listen to that, and then come right back. Let's continue our conversation. This month, I want to thank you so much for saying yes. We are here starting off our new season, and we're going to really talk about diversifying our income. So I am so excited to have with me today the Reverend Deborah M. Sanders, who is the Compliance Officer and Senior Director of Quality for Maximus, as well as the owner and CEO of Heavenly Mind LLC. So Deborah, how you use your community service to benefit others. Sure, sure. I think that it's a, that's, that's an excellent question for everyone to know that it's, it's important that as we continue to grow higher and higher here on earth that, and God allows us to be able to, to, be, to become better every single day, that we should also take others with us, right? And some people like to hoard knowledge, but I say that knowledge, you know, our people perish for a lack of knowledge. And once you have the knowledge, let's share it with others. So I utilize the, the community, the community engagement that I have is through our sorority and Yolanda's one of my favorite sorority sisters of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And um, then I served, I'm the immediate past president of our local chapter here in Albany, New York, where Yolanda served as our vice president. It was just a dynamic duo. Yes, we were. <laughs> forced to be reckoned with. And just we were on fire for um, how we can be able to, to motivate and encourage our sorority sisters and others to do more in the community, yes. right? Uh, we know that within sorority and fraternal life, there's, um, there are other sororities and fraternities. And although Delta Sigma Theta sorority is the best sorority ever on this generation, we do have <laughs> um, within the other organizations. Of yes, we do. Amaro and Zeta Phi Beta, but not only that, we utilized all of the fraternities, and we were we are very we were actually very close with all of the presidents and their vice presidents. So it's a matter of having a collaborative mindset, a collaborative um, in, intent, so that you can work closely with them. Because when you want to have a program, all you have to do is pick up the phone, either text, Skype, whatever it takes, and know that they will automatically be there for you. And yes, all reciprocity, right? Yes. So 
relationships didn't happen overnight. You've got to go and support as well to get that um, to to for others to reciprocate. But not only that, and being clergy um, at our church in uh, Schenectady, uh, we were able to to engage other pastors as well as other leaders in the community. Yeah. Spiritual leaders, and that's another arm. I'm also part of the Galtanda Ministers' Wives and Widows, so that you already have the pastors' wives of those other churches. So it, it, it's just a matter of when you want to build up women, and women say, Oh, you know, I'm looking for a job. Well, what are you looking for? And then you start saying, Well, I'm looking for social work. So then you're thinking in your mind, Oh, well, I know a social worker. I know this person. I know that person. Oh, I knew that. And then it's easier to be able to pick up the phone. And because they know you, they know who you are. They know of you. You have been supportive. They would have a, no problems saying, well, absolutely, Deb, send her, tell her, send me her resume. And yeah. it's just that easy. And networking is huge in regards to being able to, um, to, to, to move forward and to be able to be even more successful. Because I think, I believe that building strong relationships is really the success of it all, right? So Jesus was here. He didn't stand alone. He wasn't an island unto himself. He had disciples with him that said, go two by two and go spread the word. So this is what we're doing. We're trying to make certain that wherever we go, we're spreading not only the word of, of the gospel, but also just sharing with everyone that there are opportunities out there. There are truly opportunities out there. And um, and then even with my consulting and then with counseling, and it's interesting, you know, when you counsel someone, whether it be individual, family group, what have you, um, you get to know certain things about certain people. And I, I don't necessarily utilize my clients for as a resource, but I would ask. Well, you know what? I heard that you're looking for someone. I do happen to have someone. So let's, after a session, you would then say, well, can I refer you to someone? And then, and that's how the ball starts rolling. I, I, I believe strongly that it's important for us to be able to be a resource to others. And not for nothing, I know that God has called me to a ministry of women because I know that we need each other. We need to be able to be built up and we need to be able to um, further the journey because it's not easy being who we are because we tend to put everyone in front of ourselves. But <laughs> I'm here to remind everyone here that, you know, you are extremely important. You have to do one thing at least every single day that's going to make you happy, that's going to put a smile on your face. And if you're not doing it, then let's start right now together. Yes. So it's, it's interesting, Deb, um, Reverend Deb, one of the things that we talked about in this conversation, we talked about professionalism in terms of having a, uh, an earned income individual as well as a business individual. And we also talked about community service. And it's very important for people to understand that to be engaged with the community, you need resources. So having your business and being an um, someone who has earned income, it helps you be able to give back, to become a philanthropist in, you know, at some point um, to sow back into our communities. So we, we have those two. So let's talk a little bit about the others. And we laughed about this um, when we were prepping for our podcast. And we laughed at interest income. It is non-existent. <laughs> It is non-existent when you talk about the streams of income, unless, you know, unless you are talking millionaire status where, you know, you have enough for it to actually 
accumulate to something. But for those who, you know, are just getting started, interest income isn't there. But I want to talk a little bit about dividend income, which is off of stocks. And it was interesting. I saw a commercial recently called Slices of Shares, um, ways that individuals can get engaged in the stock market at very low entry point. And I believe there's some of the other apps that are out there now that's encouraging um, individuals to get engaged with the stock market. Is there anything you want to share about that, about dividend income or any um, your viewpoint on it? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And the fact that um, for me, I, I would always say that in the past, I would say that I am not a risk taker, but you know what? And when you launch out into your own personal business, that's a risk, right? Yes. So, and then um, I think it's the longevity of your your um, investment in the stocks is what makes a difference. Some people feel like, oh, when the stock market crashes, that's when they're not going to make any money. But it's not about that because the stock market will build back up again. So don't look at the short term. I feel like when you look at stocks, it's usually for the long term. And just let me share with you. So my, uh, I have uh, line sisters that I speak to every single day. And I think that if anyone knows, uh, if you have like PayPal or Venmo or Cash App or what have you, Cash App actually has an opportunity for you to buy stocks right in the app. Right. And cash app. Um, and I think we were talking about it because then COVID happened and everyone seemed to be buying Peloton. Everyone was and I'm not out there, you know, sharing, oh, this is what you need to buy or yes. what have you. Yes. I don't work for Peloton, nor am I one of their ambassadors. But I use that as an example because there were several stocks that was being sold at a very, very low cost. And we were talking about it and everyone was like, oh, just put $100 in. Just put $100 here. Just put $100 here. And we just did that, right? Because guess what? During COVID, you're, you're, you're actually saving on gas. You're saving on your food. Yes. On a whole lot of things, so now you have some discretionary income that you could probably use for a long-term investment. And in doing so, uh, we put that in. And I think, and it's interesting we're talking about it today because this morning, one of my um, sorority sisters, she was like, "Go check your app, guys," because we went up about a hundred and twelve dollars in the space of two or three weeks. And uh, who wouldn't want to make over fifty, per, you know, hundred percent of what they've invested, right? So yes. what I would say about you know the stock you shouldn't look at it as a short-term investment just it needs to be looked at as a long-term investment be very wise if you're not really understanding of it i do i would always uh encourage others to to take the time to research and understand it don't just don't throw money out there because you say oh it's a good idea really take the time because you want to put your money in something that's going to be growing over time sure it may look like the dividends are decreasing um but it's it's a week or two it that may not may happen but it's over time the investment is what makes the difference Yes. So it's interesting as my husband and I talk to our children and we talk about um, investing, one of the things that we share with them is buy what you buy. So if you're investing your money in something, then that's the stock to buy. Um, not necessarily looking for the, the hottest stock because as we know, there were bubbles um, <laughs> where, you know, things were hot and, you know, in style, but that wasn't about what you said, longevity. So again, when you're thinking of that fourth um, stream of income, that dividend income, 
um, it's for the long term. It, it's not what you're going to necessarily use to pay any of your monthly expenses. It's towards investing for your retirement, for your long term. So any of our 20-year-olds that are out there, we really encourage you to start looking at the things that you enjoy and purchasing stock in those things. And as you know, look for the ways to get in um, at a low entry point. Right. I wish somebody, Yolanda, to be honest with you, would have told me to invest in my 401k when I had that job, that first job. And, you know, I've been working for a very long time. But I, I was saying, well, I'm so young. Why am I going to put away for retirement now? And mm-hmm. I see the benefits of it, right? So now that I'm sharing with my children that now has their own full-time job saying, oh, no, you've got to put in, put in the full percentage, right? Yes. So- some businesses and companies say that they will match your six per- first 6% or whatever that is. Put it all in because, to be honest with you, at this young age, I'm here thinking you really, especially if you're living at home, you don't really need that extra money. Let's put it away. And you'll see how it actually uh, makes a big difference over time. So you make a really good point in bringing up the young people and saying, look, that, yes, buy what you buy. And, you know, I wonder if there was just stocks and shoes. I think I would be, I would be a billionaire by now. Yes, you <laughs> and I, I don't have a preference in regards to what brand but if they just said, that would be my <laughs> we would be a billionaire right now <laughs> oh goodness so um another piece of advice we are sharing with you no matter what age you are wherever you are currently look at opportunities to um invest in invest in stocks and um, start small. I know my husband and I, when we first got started, we actually started with an investment club. So mm-hmm. it was seven other people and we got together and we put in our monthly amount and then together we decided on what stocks to buy and, and um, how to move forward. So um, you, it's not something you have to do alone. You can do it alone. There's so many different options out there. So we encourage you to explore that stream of income as an option. So there's another popular one. The fifth one we'll call um, is the rental income. And um, we know right now with COVID that there are a lot of landlords that are finding some challenges um, if this is their particular stream of income, just because of what's happening around the world. But outside of this pandemic, having that as an option is not a bad way to go if you have the ability and um, to serve as a landlord. Any thoughts about that, Deborah? Yeah, yeah. So what I say to um, some of the landlords that are, are actually having some challenges in regards to getting in, getting tenants into their into their building or into their uh, the homes that they have is consider Airbnb during the time in which that you are you have the the property empty put it out there on Airbnb and at least you can you can probably make your mortgage within a week uh, I think that that is extremely popular nowadays because yes. people are not comfortable in going to a hotel so instead they would like the, 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 the privacy of a home where it's like home it's a home away from home and then the yes. other thing about rental income is during this COVID-19 what I had thought about I was saying that it could be a great time to buy because first of all, the interest rates are low, but you have to also be concerned, be careful, right? So in New York city, we know New York city, there was at 
one point in time where it was the hot spot. So people were moving out of New York City into the suburbs or upstate New York. So mm -hmm. what happens is that it becomes a buyer's market in the city, but then a seller's market in the suburb suburbs because yes. they know that everyone wants to get out of the city. So now you've got to be mindful and very um, conscientious in regards to your location. Um, but if you want to live in the city, because I believe COVID-19 will not be here always. And in that, um, you can get a city property at, mm -hmm. at a lower cost at this time with lower interest rate. So there's a couple of things that you can do uh, to be creative. And oh, also what I understand uh, some of the college students are doing is that they're, they're, they're being very, very creative in regards to the fact that they're all virtual. So they're all renting out houses for the whole semester. So if you get a number of, of students and then make certain that you stipulate some things about understanding who their parents are and what have you, and uh, then you have a group of, of students that are looking to live far away from home because they're virtual. They can live anywhere and they're coming together, pulling their monies together. And it's really, really great if wow. the, you know, when parents are involved in that regard. And it seems to be working. I do know some students from Princeton that already rented a home. I already know um, some, some students from Iowa State and Harvard that are <laughs> renting out in Hawaii. I mean, it's just amazing what they're doing. So that, that should give some kind of ideas for those that are thinking about rental income even during these times that is amazing thank you for sharing those insights i mean this is you know COVID has closed some doors but it has definitely opened some other doors there are some opportunities that can be created in the midst of struggle and challenges and if anything we encourage all of our listeners to understand the times understand what your time is and what situation you're facing, but be open, be open to new ideas and new opportunities. Do not allow your circumstances to dictate your vision. Look beyond what you see so that you can experience some of the great opportunities that can be created in this season. So those are some really good ideas. I, I, Remember, I read somewhere that Barbados was actually relaxing their guidelines in terms of having to have employment to spend an extended amount of time in Barbados. So a lot of the islands, if you don't know, if you want to be there for an extended period of time, you have to show proof of being able to work in the island. And I understand Barbados it relaxed that requirement because so many people are working remote. So they were encouraging people, if you had a full-time job, you could come to Barbados and live and work remote. So, Deb, I, I wish we could have taken them up on that offer. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Right that would have been awesome. Right there, all day long. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about number six, which are your capital gains. So when you involve yourself with stocks or invest in stocks. You receive income two ways. You receive the dividend, which is the money that comes back from owning the stock on an annual basis, or you can reinvest the money back in, or from capital gains, which is when you sell the stock. When you choose to release that stock to go to someone else, any money, any value or profit 
that is resulted as, as Deborah gave an example, the stock that they invested in has already um, had a hundred percent gain. So that's what's considered additional income. So those are capital gains. So we won't spend a lot of time because we already kind of touched base on that. So the last one is royalties and licensing. So royalties and licensing is when you have created an idea or a product and people pay you to use your name. So one of the most popular or the most common ways of if, to help people understand what we're talking about are some of our fast food chains. All of the fast food chains are not owned by the corporation. They're owner operators, people buy into, they call them franchisees. They, they buy into the name, the image that has been put out there. And then they pay the owner of the brand a percentage of their income on a regular basis. So the money that's coming in is called the royalty. You're receiving that licensing fee. So for, for young entrepreneurs out there, Deborah, what kind of thoughts, if they don't necessarily want to do a franchisee meeting, they don't want to be the ones that's paying the licensing fee. They want to be the ones who receive the licensing fee. Let's talk about that a little bit. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting because I have a 21-year-old. She's about to be 21. <laughs> and um, it's just amazing about how young people are, they're extremely technologically savvy. Yeah. And they're on every single social media platform there is. There's what, Snapchat and uh, Twitter and everyone. You guys know it. YouTube, <laughs> Instagram, or Glam, or IG, whatever you want to call it, right? So uh, it, what I understand is that the more videos and the more likes and the more um, followers you have, the, um, there's a, uh, a, a particular number that some of these platforms look for where mm -hmm. then you start getting paid. Um, just by making a video, whether it be silly, whether it be just talking about the sky, you know, and if you have that personality and, and you're able to garner more followers, it then will allow you to start having, um, start getting paid just because you're doing you and you're yes. just being you. So where I'm going with that is that um, my daughter, she is now a personal assistant. It's interesting because I asked her to be my personal assistant and she's like, oh, that's work. But then she's now personal assistants to several YouTubers, right? Okay. Whether they be couples or individuals and and what she's doing, she is giving them ideas on how to market themselves and Anytime it increases their followership, she gets paid. I was like, well, how'd you work that out? Wait a second, I can do that. You know, and um, it's, it's amazing because then that means she now has a percentage of their, it's a, a percentage of the money that they get from YouTube or from um, whatever that social media platform is, and they have to pay her. And really, I was like, so you're the one behind the scenes really calling all the shots and telling exactly. them, no, you wear this. I need you to wear this whole fit, this whole outfit. Um, and when you wear this outfit, I need you to post this and put these words under it. And don't worry, people will like it. And, when they, and then she says, I guarantee over 500 likes, right, in less than an hour. And when they get that, and she was like, I, you're, you just got paid? She's like, yeah, look in my cash app. <laughs> just for that idea. So, I mean, it's kind of different spin on the royalties and the licensing. Yes. And so it is still royalties, right? Yes. Really selling your idea and getting paid for it. And the ideas 
here's a story can be reinvented for another client. I was like, well, how many, how many people are you a personal assistant? And, and, and don't get me wrong. She has a full time. She's an earned income individual. She has a full time job, but because she loves social media and she follows a lot of YouTubers, she sees what works. She knows what works. And now those up and coming YouTubers um, that are looking to be in the limelight, she's like, Oh no, that's not going to work. Take it down. Take it down. You're going to mess us up. <laughs> So I, I believe that that's a, a, a different spin on it all, right? Yes. Um, that's for the young folks that are listening because I think that uh, we know that you know all about the social media platforms. You watch it every day. TikTok is on the rise and you can see it, right? Um, you know what works and that's how yes. you can get started. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this vibrant very informative conversation. And the purpose, again, of us coming together and having this conversation is because we truly believe that as women, we are full of talent. Um, we successfully manage households, businesses. Um, <laughs> we manage seven people's calendars because we manage not only our calendars, our partner's calendars, our children's calendars, our parents' calendars, and then everyone else who says, oh, could you help me do this? And we take care of them too. So we're already out there using many skills and many talents. And we want you to begin to think about how you can continue to grow your personal portfolio by diversifying your income. We want you to think of yourself as a business, as an entity. The time that you've invested in yourself, going to school, working, managing your personal life, all of those skills are marketable. We don't want you to lose track of that. Every experience you have is building your arsenal to make you more marketable for generating income. It is important. There's some things you're going to do to develop the skill. Everything you do, you do not have to put a price tag on it. But we do want you to understand what you can do is you can generate income for yourself and you don't have to wait for someone to hire you because you are a talent and you have purpose and you have gifts and you can continue to use them to move forward. So Deborah, thank you. If there was one piece of advice that you would give anyone about diversifying their income, what would that advice be? I would say the advice I would actually give is for you to absolutely create a stream, diversify your income. And the way that you do it is that whatever you're passionate about, if you love baking cakes, guess what? Name it the, you know, your <laughs> open up your own baking business in your kitchen. So whatever you are passionate about, you've got to understand that God has gifted you with many, many gifts. And all you have to do is stir up those gifts, right? And start doing things that you've never done before. Start going places. I know that you'll take your business to places that you've never, ever gone before. Or even consider some things that you've never, ever considered before. Because all you have to do is continue to walk in God's way, his will, and his word, and you will absolutely flourish. So it is easy to do it. You can do it. You know, stop just thinking about it. Let's get 
pen to paper, plan out and write out your business plan. And let's get to it. Let's uh, get to it. Yeah, let's, sisters, you can do it. I know you can. Because, you know, the word says that we can do all things through Christ who yes. strengthens us. Well, there is no better way to end this podcast than with those words. Ladies of the heightening, remember, all things are possible through Christ. Thank you, Deborah. We truly, truly appreciate your presence. Well, I want to thank you so much, Yolanda. Oh, this was an awesome experience. I had a fantastic time <laughs> today. And thank you, everyone, for listening in and tuning in with Yolanda, my dear sister. She's extraordinary in everything that she is. She's a breath of fresh air. And I thank you so much for how God is using you. Oh, thank you. Ladies of the Heightening, Reverend Deborah M. Sanders. joining us today. Please visit us at www.theheightening.com.